Hello, hello everybody, going live for Tuesday Talks and today we have an amazing soul called Amanda Ecker and she is a, a motivational speaker with the hashtag the let good things show uh, and we will talk more about it what's her mission and why she does what she does so i've done a, a very short introduction uh, for you already uh, but you know in true true talk styles uh, i'll hand the mic to you um, to let us know who you are what you do uh, and the big question is uh, why why you do it yeah, so thank you so much for, for having me here for the Tuesday Talks. I really appreciate that, first and foremost. Um, but what I do is I'm a podcast host, I'm a speaker, and I'm an author. I have a day job, I'm an office manager, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, <laughs> I'm just a plethora of things. But the reason why I do any of what I do and, you know, with my podcast and my soon to be coaching and everything is to spread the message to the world that um, we can do whatever we desire, regardless of our past and that our pasts don't have to define our futures. And that even though, you know, society may have labeled us as a certain type of person based on choices that we made in our past that we're still able to break free from those so-called labels and be successful and just have the life that we imagined. And I just think it's so important to, to share these stories of hope with the world. So that is why I do what I do and a very short uh, and sweet nutshell of what it is that I do. <laughs> Wow, well, that's 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 actually amazing, and thank you for uh, for sharing that and letting us know, you know, why you're doing it. So you're you're on a mission to to help others uh, break free on what what the society uh, thinks of uh, of the individual, of or of uh, of a group of uh, people uh, that you know they should be uh, doing or they shouldn't be doing just because yeah. of what they made in their choices in the past. Um, so you're a firm believer of second chances, I take it, right? Oh, yes, for sure. You know, second chances are so important. And, you know, for me on a personal side, you know, everything that I have been through throughout my life, like being a formerly incarcerated person, suffering from addiction and mental illness and toxic relationships, you know, I lived in this shame bubble, this guilt bubble for a long time, probably 13, going on 13 years of just hiding my true self and believing all of those shoulds and the labels that were placed on me to the point where it was debilitating. And I was starting to lose sight of who I am as a person. And because I was just so desperate also to fit in. So I didn't want other people to see the real me because if they saw the real me, they wouldn't like me. And at the end of the day, what I've learned over these, this, especially this past year has been massive for growth for me is that none of those stories that I was telling myself were true, you know, and I never gave myself that second chance until now. And I want to help people go out there and get their second chance without waiting 10 plus years to do so. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to hear that, you know, um, it's what we tell ourselves uh, every time. Uh, and, by telling uh, ourselves something, we are giving permission to others to continue uh, with what we've just told ourselves because um, without realizing, we are allowing others to treat us the way we actually thought we should be treated, right? Because nobody can 
do anything without your permission to begin with anyway. So uh, I, I look at that way as in, you know, um, if you're thinking that, oh, I do not deserve, uh, you know, X, Y, Z car, for example. Uh, and every time if you do uh, come across it, you're stopping yourself from, from getting that. And then it, it gets picked up, you know, there, there are signs and, you know, uh, invisible languages out there that some people pick up on or, and then you would never receive that because then people will like, well, they don't want it. You know, it's been offered. They don't want it. Uh, or because you, the way you are handling yourself, they will say, well, you know, I don't think we need to invite that person anymore because they don't do these things. You know, they, they're quiet. They're not interacting. They're not engaging. Um, there's lo so many things. And, and it could be all because you're thinking in, my, in your own head, thinking, well, oh, I don't think they all like me because nobody's talking to me. Uh, and you could be just a quiet person sitting in the corner, but they're waiting for you to start talking and they think, I don't know what to say because they're quiet, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's both sides, right? Yeah, that's so true, you know? And then also, like uh, you said about, you know, we basically essentially teach people how to treat us by how we treat ourselves. And that's where boundaries come into place too, because a lot of times I was sacrificing myself to be liked by other people by allowing them to walk all over me. And then I'd be like, well, why, why are these people treating me this way? Why me? Why me? But you know, when I came to my, my final rock bottom slash wake up call, it was like, well, wait, it's not anyone else's fault, but mine, because I continue to allow it to happen. I'm not communicating boundaries. I'm letting people just do whatever they want. And that's no way to live because then at the, you know, you go home and you just, you're mentally drained and exhausted and you end up, I know for me, I ended up telling, you know, lies and I'm not, I hate liars, you know, ask my son. I, I was very angry with him when he lied to me. You know, but I was doing it. I was showing that, you know, lying is okay and not um, upholding who, not upholding, that's not the right word, but by not being true to myself, I was teaching other people around me that it was okay to treat, to treat me that way. Just like you said, if I were to go to a party, I'm, I'm very shy and introverted. So I was that person in the corner, but I would think, well, why doesn't anybody like me? I don't understand. Meanwhile, it's because I'm sitting in the corner, probably like looking like I'm angry at everyone in the room, you know, because I'm uncomfortable, you know? So it's getting out of your own head and changing your mindset. I, I, so. I, I love I love what you just shared there, and thank you for sharing this. You know, in in terms of like that you were that was, I was myself uh, once upon a time that same person because uh, I grew up very very shy. You know, I was so shy that I could not go into a, a grocery store and to the you know to the cashiers if I have to pick something up. I was that shy because I have to like speak to that person, and I'm like, no, like, I, you I don't know. want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's a harmless thing, but at, at that point, you're like thinking, no, I don't want to have that conversation. I don't know what mm -hmm. they will ask and all that stuff. But uh, you know, slowly, slowly got built and changed, and now uh, I am kind of an introvert, extrovert, uh, fence person. So if, if I just go with the room, if the room is uh, good energy and everything, and I can see, I can interact. I'll interact. If I see there are certain people in the corner, quiet, I'll. If I know them or I, I can see there's connection, I'll walk up to them and then have that interaction. So I'll walk around the room now. But it's, it was it was something that I had to work on and actually realize that I needed to do this and nobody will do it for me. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I get up in the morning, I go about my day, I make my decisions for the day. Nobody else is, uh, is, is doing this, right? 
uh, and this is when all the shift happened for me. Um, so what was the the time when, you know, how was the shift for you? Uh, I know it's not an easy journey when you suddenly uh, realize this. And so when the realization happened, what was the journey that time for you? Yeah, so my journey, you know, I'll give you like the abridged version of the long haul, but you know, I'm a child of divorce. So at age 15, my mother left and growing up, my mother and I were best friends. And I really think like in hindsight, that's what changed my mindset about life. I felt like I had to constantly keep people any way I could because I was afraid that they would leave me. So throughout life, I just stayed in that chameleon state of mind, so to speak. So, you know, certain music even. I would I would literally pretend like I didn't like my favorite music just so someone would be friends with me. And, you know, I was doing drugs. I was being um, promiscuous. I was just doing all of these horrible things. And I was in this toxic relationship for about seven years. And after I left him, I kind of went down that same spiral again. Like I was alone. I, I knew I did the right thing, but I, I still felt like I needed a person in my life. I couldn't survive alone. Um, and you know, so I met my husband and we got married in this time as well. And my ex who I had left was still, um, emotionally abusing me, um, and texting me horrible things. And I had a really hard time with that. And I had this job at the time where I thought this was my dream job. I was like, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm so successful. Like I'm working 24 seven, you know, I just felt that was what I needed to do, but I got caught up in the drama, the people, I wanted them to like me. So I was drinking with them when I told my husband, I wouldn't like, I was still living that life. And when I lost that job, it destroyed me. Um, I was devastated. I was ashamed of myself. I couldn't believe that I lost this job. How was I going to survive? How was I going to provide for my family? What would people think of me? And I wanted to end my life. And I'm sitting in my closet of our then apartment and I'm crying and I just, I didn't want to keep going. And, but within that same moment, I had that thought of, wait a second, what if like, this wasn't my actual thought. It's very much <laughs> clearer now to me than it was then. But basically it was like, what if I started, you know, taking care of me, then what happens? Like, what if I start to figure out who I am, what my values are, what boundaries I need to implement in my life to no longer allow this toxicity into my life? Because like I said earlier, I was so fixated on why me, I'm the victim. You know, these people found me and now they're trying to destroy me and take everything from me. But I was making the choices that allowed those things to happen. So that realization was my wake up call. And then I reached out for help. I, I asked my husband, I said, I'm suffering. You know, I don't understand why, like I almost destroyed our marriage in this process too, you know, because I wasn't listening to me. I was listening to all the other voices. And when I reached out for help from him, you know, we, we talked about what was going on and I was open and honest. And then I started developing values. And that's really, that was about 
two, two and a half years ago now. So that was when this journey really started. And I know like I was incarcerated about 13 years ago. And every time I tell my story, I always say, I would love to say that getting out of jail was like, you know, when I turned my life around, but it, it wasn't, you know, because being incarcerated and then having this criminal record almost made it worse for me because now I was hiding even more than I was prior to that happening. So, yeah, that's, I hope I answered your question because I think I forgot it along the way. So. <laughs> no, no, you, 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 you did. Yes, you did. Uh, and, and such an amazing uh, story that, you know, you have there as well in terms of the realization uh, when, when you, you realize, you know, it's, 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 it's all about yourself instead of pleasing others. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a way of how society treats uh, everybody as well. We are growing up, we're conditioned to, to think that we need people's approval. We need certain people in our life. We need mm -hmm. to be around certain things. Uh, and, you know, we need certain friends, uh, you know, growing up in school, you come across that, oh, we, I need to hang out with this kind of, this group here. Yeah. If I don't do this, uh, then I am doomed for the rest of the school year, right? And, yeah. and, and so forth, right? So, I mean, my daughter's 14, I, I currently hear that already, you know, that they have to have certain clothes and certain jackets and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, I, then I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I remember my time. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I understand. So I don't challenge her in that way. But, uh, but I do say, you do know you don't need to do this. If they are real, real friends, they will stick by you. But then I know it's, it's it, it, at that this time she would not understand it. Uh, because at the moment, she's looking for that approval when she's in school. And when she comes home, she's then looking for approval from us of when she's doing her schoolwork or any, mm -hmm. any other thing, you know, she's a high achiever already. So she would be looking to see how can she outdo herself uh, to get praises and, uh, and so forth. Um, and sometimes I tell her that, you, you know, from me, you will get as less praises as possible because my expectations from you are that you are able to do everything. You know, the, if, you were, if you're looking for praises, uh, for everything that you do uh, and you know if you're saying oh yeah uh, my friend dad they always say oh well done to this well done to that wow fantastic great then I was thinking okay so they, they must have been they must have got very low expectations of their ch child or their daughter because I expect you to do a lot more and better because you know I'm, I'm seeing you grow up from baby to what you are now and I know you are able to do a lot more and so I when you do something very amazing which is like wow i know i didn't expect this and that's when you will get it you know you get regular well dones and everything but if you want me to just say well done every day we'll lose this meaning it's not going to be the spectacular the, the actual achievement right yeah, uh, i might be going true. i might be going off track here now <laughs> so but, <laughs> i was know. like i was gonna say too on, on the kid note you know my daughter is eight my son's 15 but I just had parent teacher conferences with for my daughter yesterday. And the funny thing is, is that when I'm sitting there, I'm telling the teachers, I was like, you know, with my son, I never had any of these problems. Like my daughter will come home like, Oh, this person said I have a big butt or a big head. Or I'm like, you're eight. 
you yeah. know? And so part of like what I teach her too, and it's also like helping me is that you're beautiful. Like you, you have what it takes. Like, even though you may struggle in certain subjects, like you're so smart and just constantly encouraging her because that's not something I had growing up. You know, if I wasn't getting straight A's, you know, I was being told I was, you know, doing something wrong. But at the end of the day, we can only, if we're trying our best, that's enough. And that's something else I would love to instill in the whole world. Like if you're trying your best, that's enough. You don't have to be, you know, this straight A scholar going into Harvard University to be good enough, you know, and then like the name brand clothes. Oh my gosh. Like my son, like I said, he's 15 and I would have to have like a small fortune <laughs> to <laughs> supply him with the clothes that he wants, you know? So it's just teaching them at that young age that it's okay. And that who you are is enough period, you know? So. Agree. Agree. hundred uh, percent. And 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 this is what obviously you and I both are trying to uh, you know uh, teach uh, our children. But then society out there, when you know they are out there a little bit longer than they are uh, at home with us, you know. So when they come home, they only have a limited amount of time, and they're off to bed again. So to start the day again the next day, right? And then they are out again for six seven hours, and then that's where they actually learn a lot more when, what than they do at home. Um, so which you know brings to what we go through and what decisions we make when we are young adults and older. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer of, because um, I have a, a project that I help young entrepreneurs as well. And this is why uh, I kind of sidetracked it to the ch uh, children <laughs> as well, because decisions that we make as young adults and when and adults as well is starting at the very young age from 10 even five sometimes and or, or over uh, is what they are seeing and what they are uh, trying, well, you know, what they are picking up of your parents making those decisions, people around them making decisions, how things were happening. You know, what the, you were talking about those um, lies here and there and, you know, you, you, you don't like telling lies, but then you did. Um, yeah. It's only, it, it, it starts with, oh yes, it's a white lie. You know, it's no one's going to get hurt. But then, to cover up that white lie, you have to tell another lie. Then oh, yeah. That lie, you have to tell another <laughs> yeah. lie. So you have to tell so many lies that you forget the real first lie that you started with, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and if this is happening uh, all around you, 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 you make up, you, when you're an adult, you just make those decisions anyway because it was happening around you, right? That's, that's what it is. And so when you, uh, you know, decided to, okay, now is the time to shift and you asked for your husband's help and... Uh, you know, it's obviously is there because you, you've been like two and a half years uh, in uh, the change now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, yeah. Cause it'll be three years this summer. So yeah, it's been wow. a while. So, so it's obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a successful change that you've, you're going through now and, and, you know, you've got uh, even more success to, to be had. So when you started this and you've started a podcast, just because of this reason uh, so that you can help a lot more others so to to help with your mission if you want to expand on the podcast what's it about and what's it called yeah so the podcast is called the let good things in show um and i you know when i first started thinking about having a podcast or 
No. Started thinking about telling my story. That's where it started. I was like, well, I don't want to just go live on Facebook and just start telling people that like I was in jail and just, it wouldn't make any sense. So I needed some sort of platform. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start a podcast. I've been wanting to for years anyways. And so I started the podcast with the idea of sharing, not mine, but other people's stories. It's like, oh, well, I can interview other people with stories. And that way I can kind of like mangle my story in there. But at the end of the day, I was boiling over. I was like, I have to tell my story. Like, I can't keep hiding this about myself. And the fear of getting found out was just too intense. So I took the podcast and I created a whole series. Um, It's completed now, this series. It's all little chunks of my story. So very in-depth chunks. Oh, no. Oh, I'm still here. I'm sorry. Someone was trying to... Yeah, you're back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I forget what I was saying now. So little chunks of like the major moments of what I have experienced. Um, And then I also interview people with stories of hope. And when I first started, I didn't have like a true direction and like what I was going to share, but I figured it out. And coming in 2022, the show is going to be mainly interviews with people who have been incarcerated, who have suffered with addiction or mental illness. So you don't have to like meet all three, (laughs) but one of those is good. Um, I know for me, um, being a formerly incarcerated person, I also have suffered with addiction and mental illness and pretty much everyone else that I've spoken to can relate to that. So, and those conversations are so powerful. And I really want to share with the world that before we are whatever label you want to put on us, we're people and that we're all one decision away from completely derailing our lives. And, but at the end of the day, like when I went to jail, I thought, Oh no, I'm going to be amongst all these criminals. And, you know, I was in my early twenties. So I like didn't know much about life yet. And when I got in there, I quickly realized that I, when I looked around, I was like, well, I'm no different than any of these women. We're all surviving the only way we knew how. And I think that society likes to pin people who have been in jail as these criminals and that we shouldn't be able to get good jobs and, you know, whatever story we want to tell, but we all have a story. And I think it's messed up that we don't get to tell those stories. You know, when you go to get a job, you check that box, you have a criminal record, like forget about it. Most employers are not going to care what your story is, you know, but when I started opening up about mine, I did, I do have a good day job and my boss does know, and it's refreshing to know that I don't have to stress that I'm going to get found out. So my, I kind of went off on a tangent, sorry, but (laughs) I tend to do that. But my podcast is to highlight those stories because I want the world to know, like I said, like that we are people before we are anything else and we should be treated the same. So, yeah. Agree, agree, no, agree 100%. You know, we are people uh, before anything else. Uh, labels, uh, for, for, for me, I, I just think label, labels are uh, out there for, for others who, uh, you know, just want themselves to feel a little bit superior than anything else. So, right, they were like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll put this in this box, I'll put this in this box, because then I am outside that box and look, um, I can look into the box, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's how I see things, uh, um, you know, um, my view of people putting labels, because I'm quite, uh, you know, I'm 100% against 
labels, all, all these labels do not mean, mean anything. And labels also then start making you, you know, they start getting you to think about certain angles, which really did not exist before. So you might start thinking of, uh, oh, I'm now, as you were saying, you know, if you, you're filling out a form, uh, the um, application form and you have to check that box that you, if you've been in prison before, or if, uh, if you have a criminal record, you, you've done that, but you'll start thinking, oh, I'm, I'm say bye-bye to this job now. It's, I, they're never going to call me. Um, yeah. But, you know, you've, you've been successful. You have a, a, a day job. You, you, you've, your boss knows about it and everything. So along comes along a person who does not put everybody in the same box and, yeah, and you continue, right? So, uh, and, and this is where, you know, uh, the success of yourself, you know, your success is there because you continued going. Because uh, quite a few people might have just given up after maybe, I don't know, 50, 50 applications or 100 applications, uh, you know, depending on what strength they have. Um, and in the current climate as well, where everybody's looking for a job uh, since COVID situation. So mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things, right? So what kept you, uh, what kept you going? What was the drive uh, when you were trying to you know switch your life around uh and you know change yourself uh what was the drive there yeah there was a lot of factors at play number one was my children i want my children to grow up knowing that you know knowing all this stuff that these labels don't mean anything and that mommy is strong and that oh, if mom can do it and she has all this going against her, so can I. You know, I want to build that strength in them. So that was a major factor in it. And also just my mission alone and wanting to help others who've been, especially those who've been incarcerated. Like, I just feel like there needs to be a voice out there and there needs to be more people coming out. And I want to help. I want to be like, I don't want to, I don't know what the right word is, but I want to be the person who inspires others to tell their stories too. And, you know, and telling my story and the things that I've been through is also in a selfish way. It's healing to me talking about it openly. It's like, there's this weight that used to be on me so heavy for so long. And to be able to sit here with you or anybody and just like tell the story openly to the public, to the world, it's like that weight is just gone and I can breathe easier. I'm, I have more clarity in my life because I'm not thinking about, oh, well, someone's going to find out today and all this work I've done is just going to go out the window. I don't have that fear anymore. I mean, it could still happen, you know, and I'm not perfect. I still have really bad days. Like today was not a good one considering I thought this was five hours from now, but that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was my, that, those were my driving forces for sure. That, that's such such an amazing driving force there, you know, and and children are, are number one. Any uh, anyway, if you have uh, children, is is I know for for myself, it, it was a turnaround. Uh, I stopped a lot of stuff uh, when my daughter was born, just just six months before that. Uh, I, I I did that whole uh, one eighty turn as well. So you know, like okay, a lot of things got cut out, and, and you know, don't do this, don't do that, and uh, and change. The driving force, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to hear that you're, you know, you've, you've done that and you're, you're successful uh, now as well. So in, in regards to when you are, start, when you started your um, podcast and everything, so you have to be, uh, take entrepreneurial uh, hat. And how was that journey for you uh, when you decided to become an entrepreneur as well? 
Yeah. So I, I've always wanted to have my own business. Um, this sparked about, man, like years ago, like when my daughter was first born, I was like, you know, I want to stay home. I want to, I want to do something from home. And I found virtual assisting. I thought, oh, this is perfect. Cause I've always done like admin work. So I was like, well, I'll just do this. And I hated it. Um, so then I was defeated and it went back to nine to five. Um, but now it just, it feels right, but it's a lot to juggle because you have the day job and you have the family and those things have, you know, my money and my family that has to be a priority, but I, this is also a huge priority. So it's hard to juggle it all. Um, and sometimes I find myself very overwhelmed by it all because I want everything to work simultaneously and it doesn't happen that way. So I I'm done with my day job at two o'clock and I like to be done with everything by four o'clock. So just imagine how much I'm squeezing in where I can. I work from home, which is helpful, but you know, I can't just slack off all day and be having chats with people it would be great if I could <laughs> but being an entrepreneur is amazing I've met so many amazing people I mean that without the online space never I mean who, I have a coach in New Zealand I have friends in South Africa you know like it's talking to you today and just all over the world and it's it's the most beautiful thing I've ever one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced in my life is just how much there are good people in this room still have to be careful because people online are it's just like the real world, you know? Um, but without this space, without being an entrepreneur, I never would have met people that were like-minded. I never would have met you. I never would have met anybody. So I'm so grateful to be able to show up and have these platforms and be an entrepreneur as a side job for now and build this, build a community. I, I just love building the community of it all. It's just, it's fun and it's inspiring. <laughs> so. Wow. That's wonderful to, you know, that's, that's the brilliant to hear that, you know, cause you've got your day job family uh, and, and then um, you just want to give yourself uh, the time to spend on your uh, passion now, which is being an entrepreneur and, and the podcast uh, is, you know, they say uh, use nine to five to fuel your uh, five to ten, uh, five to ten, uh, which is, you know, the, in your case, it will be uh, nine to two. I don't know, whatever time. So nine to two and then two to five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and that's true. Yeah. And just one more thing. I'm sorry. I mean, to cut you off. But, you know, when I was doing the VA work a few years ago, there were so many people out online saying, oh, quit your day job or you're not fully invested in the growth of your business. And I listened to that advice and it blew up in my face. So I'm here to tell you, do not quit your day job until you are 1000, like check yourself 10 million times. You're financially secure. Do not do that. I just had to say that. Don't quit your day job. You're still fully committed to your business if you have a day job. So, no, I, I agree. I agree <laughs> with you that hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, cause being an entrepreneur, uh, it's, it's a lonely journey, but then again, it doesn't need to be that lonely journey. You are, you have, uh, there's a whole community out there, uh, you know, uh, on this internet, you know, in terms of, you know, like how I'm uh, interacting with you now. And there's so many, and you said your coaches in New Zealand. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing, right? So uh, in terms of coaches that uh, you've mentioned uh, a coach, so do, do you, what what are your thoughts on getting a coach? Because uh, a lot of people, when they do start out, they don't go for 
these, uh, you know, coaches or mentors uh, just because they want to do everything themselves. Uh, you know, what are your your thoughts on that coach? So that you think it's important for somebody who's starting any sort of journey uh, to to have one uh, coach or a mentor. Yes, I do feel that it's important, but I also want to say, do not stress if you can't afford it. Um, because I was there and I'm, I'm still technically there. Um, do not put yourself in debt to get a coach. But if you are fortunate enough to be able to afford a coach or you have a friend who's willing to help you out for free, take them up on that offer because going it alone is hard and it's sad and it's just like you can't get out of your own head. So just having someone to call and be like, hey, like I thinking about this idea for what I want to do with my podcast or my business or whatever it is and just literally talking to someone about it all of a sudden your brain's like, oh, wait. That's what I want to do. And then you have someone to bounce people, bounce, bounce people off of. That's not what I want to say. <laughs> bounce your ideas off of. I think it is really important. But mind you, you know, you don't have to go out and spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to, to get that help. It could literally be a friend of yours. It could be your partner. It could be anybody just to have someone to talk to, to, to bounce ideas off of. Now, if you're getting really niche down and need help with something very specific, like I needed help with like marketing. So my coach helped me like figure all that out, especially around the podcast. Um, and just getting those pieces together. But if it's just needing someone to bounce ideas off of, you don't need a coach for that. Just call a friend and start talking about those ideas. But coaching, it is important though. Once you get to a certain point in your business, you will finally like, wait, I have no clue what I'm doing <laughs> and my friends don't know how to help me. Then it's time to, to look in that direction, but be careful who you hire to at the same time. No, uh, that's actually a very brilliant share there with you. You know, so that the coaches are needed, but be careful who you uh, go out to. Uh, you know, because there's there there are so many out there, and it's, you always need to reach out to the people who you resonate with. So when you, when you're following them for at least six seven months to a year before you think, oh yeah, I'll join up with your services. I mean, that, at least that's what I do anyway. Uh, <laughs> with with any uh, you know any anybody that I I've got about three different coaches uh, for three different things: in marketing, I've got business as well, and other things as well. So. But before I joined them, I was following them for at least a year, you know, seeing how they work, seeing their results. Uh, so it's happening whilst I'm going. So, you know, a lot of time people just hear one, two stories. They're like, okay, yeah, how much? You know, and, um, and the expectations, you need to then have the correct expectations as well. The coach is not there to just change or give you the answers. All right, or do it for you, uh, kind of a person. Because um, I've had conversations with people where they expect you to just do everything or have the solution already. And, yeah. and what the coach is providing you is, as you said, bouncing those ideas. So you might have a roadblock uh, of an idea. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's that's the million dollar idea. But then your coach might listen to and say, and bring in and perspective from their angle, and then. You were like, oh yeah, it's not a million dollar idea. Actually, I didn't have, I didn't think of these things because <laughs> yeah. you were just thinking from one side, right? So it, that and that's what is needed. You can buy, bounce those ideas from friends or try to look for a community of similar entrepreneurs who are 
trying uh, on a similar level as you because uh, you know you will bounce uh, bounce ideas off with each other and you uh, you know have an accountability partners uh, mm-hmm. join up with communities who are on the similar path and you then you know have that 30 minute call, zoom calls for example if you're living in different different countries to have that something if you're working on i don't know if you're working on marketing and you're just on a zoom call 30 minutes music's blaring and you're just having a chat it's like being in the office but you're just virtually and then you're like oh hang on a minute well, i'm trying to do this have you done this and then you know the ideas flow and you before you know it you're teaching each other already right uh, you're learning yeah. from each other as well and so it's it's 100% because uh, people should look for mentorship and coaches when they are ready uh, usually the coach and and the mentor appears because you have now you've been in that circle uh, to do it so when yeah. when you started this entrepreneurial journey of yourself um what was the biggest obstacle that you came across i know you you mentioned marketing already so <laughs> were, were there any more or was the marketing the biggest one you know no my biggest obstacle was figuring out how to tell my story effectively. So I go off on tangents, which I'm sure you've noticed. Um, So it was someone to help me rein that in and really look at it from, you know, like chunking things down and creating like a timeline and how I can tell certain parts without coming off because some of it could be very shocking to people. So I don't want to turn people off by that. So just learning how to really share my story still raw and authentically, but also in a way that makes sense to other people where people aren't turned off by it, if that makes sense. So that was also something that that coach, same coach from New Zealand helped me with too in the beginning was really breaking my story apart and okay, like this, you know, tell this part and what I'm not comfortable sharing and just going through all those pieces. That was the hardest part of breaking into what I'm doing now. Like I've done other things that were entrepreneurial, but I didn't enjoy them. But this was something I'm super passionate about. So I really wanted to be able to do it in a a way that made sense. So having that help was really beneficial to, to me being, being here today and telling my story. That's amazing. Um, So it's amazing to hear that, you know, uh, and that's pretty much the earlier part of your journey, right? So to, to have your story, um, and why should is is it more a case of a why should people connect with you right when they mm-hmm. can connect with somebody else? Why should they listen to you if they can listen to anybody else? And, and to have uh, a story that they can uh, follow uh, or relate to, it has to be a relatable story, uh, and 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 people can connect to right because it's all it's all about uh, and and I suppose that's why Disney makes a lot of money because they get so relatable and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, content for for the kids <laughs> well yeah. kids as well who knows yeah exactly um, so that's that's actually so it's amazing to hear that you know the coaches are there to support and guide uh, but yet we need to do the work when so when you you know so are you still in the learning phase or you're now implementing everything that you've learned or uh, the, the question would be what's your uh, daily routine because uh, I know you've got a day job, family, and then this. So how 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 do you how do you juggle this? Because that'll be a million dollar question, right? How do you juggle or fit everything in uh, on on? We won't say a perfect day, but a a good day. What does a good day look like for Amanda? 
Yeah. So on a good day, I am productive at my day job and I'm not super distracted by Facebook or whatever else I'm trying to do in the background. And afterwards, I'm able to um, take a break from 2 to 2.30-ish and then dive into interviewing someone or if it's a day because I've changed my schedule because I was running into severe overwhelm. So now I only interview on Thursdays. But prior to that, like, and just having time to get things done. And then when my husband gets home, I'm able to be like, all right, I'm shutting down. And now it's family time. That's a perfect day. Now, how often that happens, we don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> that is that is ideal for me is to have the day job be productive and then d- jump into podcasting or whatever else is on my schedule and then be able to shut down and have family time the rest of the evening. So it's hard, you know, it's, it's not easy to juggle everything, but I've created boundaries. So like I said, now I'm only recording on Thursdays. I make exceptions here and there for time zones and things like that, but it's me communicating that like, this is when it is, if you can't, then we have to figure something else out, but whatever. And just keeping myself focused that's the hardest part because i'm so excited about this kind of stuff that it's really hard to focus on the day job sometimes but it's making sure that i'm getting that done so i know in my mind okay i'm providing for my family and then i can move on to my passion and then still have time for them too Uh, i i love this i love this uh and you know in terms of uh you know the routine that you, you i think i'll say i can i can relate to it uh to to something because my to the talks that I'm doing is is fixed on a Tuesday, uh, <laughs> and and it's, uh, it's seven p.m. because that is by six o'clock I finish work, uh, and and you know and and then you continue to come to my passion, which is uh, having interviews and my talk and a podcast as well. Um, but it wasn't you know it, it's what you just said was focus, and so I I would add on to that is more uh, as well with focus and discipline as well because you have to have that discipline. Uh, of then continuing it, uh, and because this is live, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if your one is live uh, or uh, or just record, mm-hmm. recorded, recorded, recorded. Yeah. yeah. So me doing this live was holding myself accountable for actually showing up to do it, uh, because there'll be uh, an audience who is watching or listening, uh, or they're looking forward to watching the replay, um, and that made me accountable for myself and discipline that I need to show up. Um, a lot of things happened when I actually started it. This is the second year of this uh, Tuesday Talks going on. Um, you know, I, I, I left my job, committed myself 100% to this. Then now went back to my job as well because the company reached out to me again to come back. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's come back again. <laughs> so I've done that. Uh, you know, re- realization that uh, what I thought I had in the bank wasn't enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. so... So always, you know, I, I, I always say to everybody, yeah, if you want to go into entrepreneurial, you need to have at least three years worth, worth of uh, savings, at least minimum, so that uh, becoming an entrepreneur is, is no way cheap as well. You know, it's not, uh, it is a, it's an expensive uh, thing to do because uh, business cost comes around, you know, your marketing is there your your own time is there so many things that you before you know it money is just like everybody's there to take the money you know you you need to put out a funnel you need to put out market ads you need to put out this and i was like right okay so 
good thing was that company reached out back to me and I was like, yes, this is the right timing. Okay, I'll say yes, yes to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. funny how the universe will give you what you need, right? Yeah, and, and you're, you're right. Like three years, that'd be amazing. Um, and just knowing that it's okay to feel like mm, maybe I need to go back to that day job for a little longer. That's okay. Like we don't need to beat ourselves up because it's not, there is no, in my world, there's no such thing as failure. So it, it is what it is. You just do what you have to do to keep it going and you just keep showing up and that's what you have to do and just make sure you're taking care of yourself. Agree. So, agree. hundred percent agree. You know, it, it, the thought did cross my mind, you know, like, okay, if now, um, people see me going back to work and they'll say, oh yeah, he's been unsuccessful that what he wants mm -hmm. to actually do. And then I was like, for in, in my vocabulary, there is no, 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 no access, you know, there's no failures ex as well. So you're not unsuccessful. You've tried to put in the time. So what I've done is, is I've built, you know, uh, you've built a system now, which I was able to spend time on to build a system. The system is there and now everything is uh, an automation uh, system that I can have people to book in people like my calendar is booked all the way till March oh. yeah Mar it's gone all the way to June now actually so nice. <laughs> my so all, all is gone all the way to June which actually happened last year that I came up with this when I started investing myself into the podcast more uh, so speaking to other podcasters and everything and we were like okay why not just have the whole year calendar open and we fix a day and things like that. So I was like, yeah, my day is already fixed because that time I had a job. So I was doing it after work, not to interfere. So now I don't have it. It's a bit of flexibility. But yeah, we'll fix the day and move the calendar out there. Whoever wants to choose whatever day, they can choose. And then, you know, in the beginning, I was looking for people to interview, do the podcast, and then really looking around, asking and everything. And now it's like, okay, I am doing the podcast. Who wants in? Uh, which yeah. kind of brings that little bit more of a, a system that is there. And, and the discipline is people who are there now, I need to show up for them, no matter what I'm mm -hmm. feeling. Uh, it's actually uh, cold and very cold here now in the UK now, but about three o'clock in the afternoon, there's no sunlight, it's totally dark already. Mm -hmm. And then uh, mm -hmm. I have a little walk from my house to the office in the back. Sometimes you, I'm, I look at I'm like, oh, do I really need to go out now? <laughs> You know, yeah, so. I know, I know. It's cold here too. I feel you. It's hard and it's so dark, you know, and it's depressing, but we do, we just keep showing up because our audience is there waiting for us and you never know who's going to show up that needed to hear what you have to say that day. And it's so important that you just keep showing up. Exactly. Exactly. hundred percent agree. Uh, so we, we will be wrapping this up soon. And I would like to say thank you very much uh, for uh, coming on and sharing your story as well. And, and letting us know, you know, what the drives are and how you are uh, still, you know, going and carried on going through the ups and downs of, of your journey. Um, if you would have to share one uh, snippet of, uh, of a segment that you had, you know, like a, a, which motivated you to continue uh, going uh, I don't know if it was a quote or it was like Tony Robinson's video or, or anything or or a certain book. I don't know which whatever that is. What is there something that you would like to share? Is there something like that? Yeah. So a book that I read um, a while ago now was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and that was a huge eye opener. I really should reread that one. Great book. And then I have a friend. 
um, an online friend, Craig Stanland, and he uh, is also a, uh, also a formerly incarcerated person. And he wrote a book called Blank Canvas. And just reading his story and how he went through what he went through and still is striving and doing amazing things in this world. Like he's doing great things. And he, that book is what I needed to read in that moment. And that was this year. So that was more recent. And that book really helped me get, all right, Amanda, like, why are you thinking about giving up, you know, stop and keep going. And there's other people too, that I follow who've been incarcerated way longer than me. Like I was only in for eight months. There's people who've been in there for 20 plus years who are just like, going and going and going and sharing their message and, you know, trying to change the narrative around incarceration. And it just, that keeps me going too. It's like, well, if he or she can do it, I have no excuse. So that's literally part of what keeps me going besides for obviously my family. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you very much uh, for sharing this and uh, all the people who are watching with us now live uh, or going to watch this on a replay on, uh, on Instagram uh, if and when you know you had a, a light bulb moment when you were listening to this or you got inspired by uh, something that Amanda just mentioned there uh, and you were like oh wow I never thought of this or I know somebody who is going through this um, just share share this with them uh, and or if you had an inspiration moment uh, it's our duty then to share uh, anything inspirational and not to just keep it with us um, so if you found this episode inspirational uh, or a light bulb moment for yourselves. We need to share it with ourselves. That's our duty. We need to do so. I urge whoever's watching or listening now to uh, share with that person or tag that person if you can, uh, because the more uh, people we share with, the better the universe and world would be. Because we don't know, we do not know who uh, woke up or is going to bed thinking of a better today or a tomorrow. Uh, and if you had a spark with watching this, it might just change their world. Who knows? Um, so Amanda, thank you very much uh, for your thank time. You. Uh, is there anything you would like to say to wrap things up? I just want to say, like I always say, is to remember that you are stronger than you think and you can have the life you imagine regardless of your past. I say that every episode of my show, like that's, I just, it's so important that we rem remind ourselves of that every day and that you are enough as you are. 100% you are enough as you are. I agree with that as well. So if anybody wants to check out, so they can follow you on your Instagram and Facebook, uh, the handles are the same. Yeah, the Let Good Things In Show on here. On Facebook, it's my name, Amanda Marie Acker, but, and I have a group over there. It's everything's Let Good Things In Show. So if you search that, you'll find a bunch of things. So. Amazing. So is there is there a, a link to the podcast uh, already out or is there something coming up? No, that's out. It's um, if you go to my Instagram page, it's I have a link tree there, and it's one of the links on there. You can get to the show. Amazing! So everybody who's listening or watching now, um, yep, head over there, continue the podcast over there, and listen to to further the story. It's, it's an amazing story. I will definitely uh, subscribe to that if uh, whatever channel's on. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much. And, thank you. Uh, everybody else, we will see you on next Tuesday. Okay. Bye. Bye.